Road. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Welcome. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by Jason Buttrell, the the sultry sounding Jason Buttrell. Yeah, you like that? Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I've got I've got one manly voice per year, and it's this like annual cold when that I get. When you get sick. <laughs> Always the week before Christmas. Always. And when I get sick, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know if you have considered this, but um, sometimes maybe you could, I don't know, stay home when you get sick so you don't get everyone else sick. I got, you know, I've got this thing to where if I'm not running a fever, I cannot stay home. I, I just can't like I'll sit there and I'll worry that someone's like pulling my weight mm-hmm. and it'll bug the crap out of me. Well, here's the thing, go. Jason. You don't actually do that much around here. Oh, so if you're gone, oh, we can find someone very it, easily, <laughs> very easily <laughs> to take your spot. Uh, no, but seriously, speaking of Christmas, are you done? Are you, I know you're not done Christmas shopping because you procrastinate. Yeah. I want to know if the audience is done Christmas shopping. I have one more thing I have to get. And That's I'm just, it? I'm, yeah, I'm You've struggling with it, it but um, yeah, and, and I'm done. But it's the wrapping that kills me. Dude. I am literally the worst Christmas wrapper ever. Well, see, but then you can own it. So then you, it doesn't make it is. It's not a big deal if you just take newspaper and tie it off with a shoestring. It's true. It's true. I mean, I reject the notion that we should be wrapping these presents anyway. All you do is just rip the paper off. It's a complete waste. Why? Where are the environmentalists on this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, where are the environmentalists on this? It's a complete waste of paper. All you're doing is putting it on there and then ripping it to shreds off and throwing it in the garbage. That is a waste of trees. And you know what? I hereby declare that I am boycotting Christmas wrapping. Why are you, so I'm done. You, your family's not the family that like, you know, you don't do the whole, like the, my, mo- my mother's like this, where she just very carefully takes the tape off so it doesn't like hurt the paper, you know, no, fo- folds it up, makes sure that the, ro- the bow doesn't get hurt. I don't have the patience it. for that. <laughs> I do not have the patience for that. We got to get going. We got to find out what it is. Rip that paper off. Throw it in the garbage bag. Thank you for the uh, new kitchen utensils, Aunt, Aunt Sally. Dude, so can I tell you the craziest thing I found out over this Christmas while I was Christmas shopping? Tell me. So I actually started Christmas shopping finally. I took my son. We <laughs> wow. Were, I know. Before the 24th, I know. Jason, uh, you that's are usually on when I start. top of it. So this year, yeah, I'm like so way ahead. But like this, so this, a few days ago, it was my son and it was me shopping for my daughter and my wife. So like we're going out shopping and of course I'm a, you know, I'm a tightwad. Mm-hmm. So I'm hitting up all these like discount stores. So there's all right. these stores that like we're running this, you know, like 30% off this, 30% off that. Nothing wrong with stuff. that. So I was all over that. Yeah. But the problem is I suck hard at math. Like it is my, it is the bane of my existence. I, my Achilles I do heel. too. It's bad. I mean, sorry, it's bad. The only C that I ever got in college, like any, any grade lower than a B that I got in college was in college algebra. I cheated my way through the entire really? high school, like <laughs> algebra and everything. Like the person, the the the, the angel sitting it in front on of air. me. Wow! The, the angel sitting in front of me was a was probably my saving grace. That like, is funny. And I'm, but I made sure she sat in front of me freshman through senior year. And it was coincidence, very coincidence. We got the same exact grades. She every probably single time. thought you were into her. She's like, gosh, this Jason guy keeps sitting right behind me. Ask me out on a date already, Jason. But but it hurt me later in life because it's I still can't do basic math. It's it's just embarrassing. So like my son is like he's been like going on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So like he had these issues too, but he goes on YouTube like any modern person, and he's like, you can just YouTube all these tricks and stuff. So I'm like, I'm looking at this thing. It was a seventy dollar coat. And um, I, but it was thirty percent off, and I was like, "Crap!" 
So like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, you know, even you, you know when you yes. like yeah, you pull out your your fingers, you know, to count, yes. but then you get self conscious, so you kind of yes, put them down. I'm like, but you're still mm, moving them. Mm, <laughs> exactly. Mm. I'm doing those things. Yeah. And my son's looking at me, and goes, "Dad, what are you doing?" And so I'm like, "Okay, you know that Dad is horrible at math." And he goes, "Well, this look here. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a secret. This is how I learned this on YouTube, and now it helps me for everything." So he goes, "Let's say it's so it's thirty percent off of 70. So go, you go, all you do is you take the first two numbers, okay. so three, you mm-hmm. know, for the 30, mm-hmm. and then seven mm-hmm. for the 70. For the 70, yeah. So, and times them. So three times seven, it's $21, Dad. No way. I'm dead serious. And I was like, that's bullcrap. There's no way. <laughs> I was like, you're totally screwed with me, so I, I'll get Wait, up there. Wait, so that's how much it is off? That, that's or how, that's the total? That's the total. No. Dead serious. So like, I um, so I was like, I was like crazy. So I'm like, this can't be correct. So I like, so I pulled out my calculator on my phone and I start going through it. Check it, check it. It is 20, but it's $21 off. Is it $21 off? Yes. $21 off so that's of the 70. Amount, yes. Yeah, yeah. So what your trick that you just said is for how, how much it is off. Right. So, and that's much easier to do the math of just like, okay, 70 minus 20. So that's doable. I right. can do that. Right. So like, I was like, that's crazy. So we just started going around the store and looking at all the different percentages. And I'm like, I'm checking the math. And it actually works. That's crazy. It's freaking insane. Why weren't they teaching that to us? I know, right? And it's like, <laughs> like, if it was like, so if it was like 30% times like 30% off of 700 or whatever, yeah. you just add a zero to it. Wow. And that's how much off it is of 700. So it'd be like $210 off. And I love my favorite part of the story is that he's learning this on YouTube, not in school. <laughs> you know, so this is a huge, lot bigger conversation. That I this know. Could, this could open up. All of these common core, this common core crap. These kids are learning these ridiculously long, exhausting ways to do simple math. And then they can find a, an easier way on YouTube. And there's tons more of these. And we're, the, our taxes are going to these public schools. I'm going to have to like try and send him an iMessage right now. He's in school. But I'm going to try to figure out what that YouTube channel is. Because yeah. this is like, this is crazy. Like there's there's rules for this, like for every single, like long division all kinds of stuff, like like really simple tricks. And it's all taught off of YouTube. Like, I don't know why our teachers weren't teaching. Like, just like you said, it, yeah. it makes no sense. But like, how many like businesses are going to go out of business because of YouTube alone? I mean, think about it. Which one? Like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, like, you can learn everything off of YouTube right now. Like, everything. Like, um, okay, so for instance, I built a, uh, on my previous so house. So you mean like, uh, like uh, education... Right. Systems. Uh, but, okay. Okay. So I've, I've built a room on the back of my house. Mm-hmm. I did it all off of YouTube. I just YouTubed. How do I, you know, typing, you yeah. know, build a room on the back of my house. Boom. It had a guy from step by step how to do it. Like all the materials to buy, everything. So I just like literally, I would do it, pause it, or uh, I would learn how to do it, pause it, go do it, mm-hmm. come back, resume, and then just keep doing that until I had finished it. It was insane. I feel like though that there is, there's going to be a point where you're like, I think I'm going to leave this to the professionals. Like maybe if uh, any kind of electric rewiring or something. You it gets know? a little scarier. Yeah, that's for what, sure. I mean, you don't want to. But there are know, videos to show you. Die. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, I'm saying there are videos that show you. And I'm sure some of us. And licensing, too, is a big deal. Yeah. So some of. Right. And so, permitting. Like th- that room was not permitted. Right. So I mean, it's, it not, was, it's I definitely mean, not up to code. Is I mean, what you're it saying. was. But <clears> it's, um, what county do you live in? Again? You're right. <laughs> We call the, the the code the code enforcement officers. Oh my gosh, they have been driving me nuts. I have this one tree in my backyard that uh, it's an older neighborhood, so it's all got really giant trees uh, with huge branches. And one of them is uh, the branch extends out over the alleyway. We have alleys in our in the back um, mm-hmm. to get to our garage, and 
It's like once a year, that tree just gets a little bit too low to where it barely touches the top of the the garbage truck. And I get that stupid little note on my oh door my that's like, you need to trim your, your trees have to be 14 feet off of the ground or whatever the heck it is. And I'm just like, give me a break, you guys. It's so ridiculous. I, I know. I used to get those like when I would go on trips and you'd get like if your grass gets a little bit too high. Oh, those instantly are, they're on it. Those are terrible. If you need service, you need their help. You'll never get a response. It'll right. take forever. Right. But right. You're, but, but you're they're freaking... knocking at, yeah, they're knocking at your door if you're not pruning your, your plants. Right. Yeah, come on, man. I mean. This is America. If I want my yard to look like trash, my yard should look like trash. I pay for that house. I pay property taxes. (laughs) If I want my yard to be trashed out, this is America. I should be able to do it. Dang it. (laughs) Uh, So, Jason, there is a lot going on right now uh, internationally. Dude. The U.S. is evacuating all uh, State Department personnel from Syria. That's not a red flag whatsoever this has got to be probably the biggest news right now i think as we're speaking like there was a ton of stuff going on like yesterday over the night and then all of a sudden this and like maybe i just have nerd circles but everyone in my twitter feed is all talking about this um yeah just have nerd circles i I do have that i will admit that i do have a lot of nerd circles but um this is just really strange so yeah the president at first i think reuters was the first one to report this that said that they actually said the the president is considering pulling out all personnel, uh, military personnel. That's where mm-hmm. it started. Mm-hmm. And then Wall Street Journal followed that up right after that with, no, it's happening. They're not considering it. It's happening and it's imminent. And someone from the White House is about to confirm it. The press secretary, uh, Sarah Sanders, actually just did confirm it. Uh, yes, we are pulling out all military personnel. Rand Paul uh, said, hey, I'm glad so, you know a president finally you know won a war. Is what I think it was like his direct quote won a war and decided to leave afterwards. Uh, I'll come back to that in a second. Okay. Um, and then the final uh, update ju- that just came out, I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes before we you know, started this, was that all diplomatic State Department personnel are also coming out of Syria. I can't figure that. Like, I really can't figure that. Like, is, is something big about to happen that we just got word of? I don't see any other possibility, quite frankly. The fact that it was so quick and, you know, imminent. Out of nowhere. Yes. Really, um, I know that uh, Turkey, Syria, and I think Russia, and maybe Iran, or uh, I don't know, a group of those crazies, were just meeting to talk about the future, like what was going to happen going forward. So that, that, that either just ended or is ongoing right now. So something in that meeting must have, I, I would assume, must have happened. Mm-hmm. But if you're pulling out diplomatic personnel... I mean, I, so I, if you're pulling out military personnel, that's one thing. Right. Well, it, because then you could say, uh, which I think Trump did come out and say, it was just like, well, we've defeated ISIS in Syria and we're just going to move our troops out. So which is ridiculously not true. I know. We have not, defeated, not defeated ISIS. ISIS. And if you will recall, the last time, uh, you know, a president said something like that, it ended up coming back to bite him. Mission I mean, Obama, accomplished. Yeah. Obama said stuff like that uh, all the time. Oh, Bush said that. Bush said that. Obama said that. No, you guys are not defeating ISIS. Stop saying that. I'm uh, I'm very worried about this, but I know that a lot of you that might be listening to this might be going, wait a minute. What's wrong with pulling, you know, bringing our troops home? And granted, I, I don't want our guys there anymore, any longer than they have to be. But I am very nervous about a few different things. One being that um, we, we haven't really defeated ISIS. We've seen the same thing that's happened to ISIS right now. They've already endured something like this. It was mm-hmm. after the Iraqi surge. Okay, so uh, Al-Qaeda uh, in Iraq, 
uh, was really pushing hard, uh, you know, to get us out of there and make life difficult on us during the occupation of Iraq. And then we did the surge and we quite, I mean, we effectively pushed them out. Yeah. They had to go underground, but they did, they weren't defeated. They just went underground. They bided their time. Then they started popping up in all those like Sunni areas uh, in Iraq and in Syria. And then they, you know, kind of evolved into ISIS. So they've done this before. Yeah. They've endured this before. Yeah. If you don't see this through, the same thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go underground, go repopulate underground. the numbers, yes. and come right back. Yes, and this is not—it's not just like it's happened one or two times. Right, like it's a cycle that keeps happening. Yeah, um, I was in Iraq. What was that? A couple years ago, and um, I—I—it I, I, I was right during the uh, the battle for Mosul, and I got right up into Mosul, and I was I was going through all the different suburbs, and I was seeing how they actually were able to survive and thrive. Uh, during the occupation of Mosul. And what I saw was terrifying. We're actually coming out with a special um, on the Blaze TV, which is probably going to come out maybe the end of January, I'm thinking. End of January, beginning of February, something like that, that shows you I all the stuff. I swear you have been teasing this special for 10 million years. I know, but there was eh, some issues that happened, you know, that kind of delayed it, uh, which I, I can't go into. But um, but it got delayed. And but it's coming out. I think I was like twelve when you started teasing. I know, right? <laughs> Shut <special>. up, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it is coming out, and um, but it showed like all these things that were terrifying. It showed like all the th- all the lessons they've learned during this time when they've had their caliphate. Um, have you ever wondered how they can build tunnels the size of cars and basically drive underground? Mm-hmm. I'll show you how they were able to do that. The the the, mon- the these monstrosity of machines that they crafted and fabricated on their own. To build these tunneling devices. It's insane. Wow. Um, how they were able, they learned how to travel completely underground, you know, like gophers and pop up in homes, you know, a la how El Chapo, Jeez. you know, you know, escaped from, from prison. That's like they terrifying. were doing this thing. They would go from city to city to city all underground. It was nuts. Um, it's, it was in basically a new era in, in urban warfare. Now they have all these skills right now. And now that they're going underground, they're just going to be waiting to pop up and employ them in other places that could be even more dangerous. I mean, imagine these, those skills being employed in Paris, mm-hmm. those skills being employed in Houston. I mean, they've learned a lot right now. They've yeah. got this playbook that they're ready to unleash. Now, that's one of my worries. Um, my second worry is you could make the case that the entire reason that we're still there is, yeah, to help contain ISIS but also to block Iran from going through um, Syria and getting to Israel. That's another thing yeah. that uh, that I would say the big picture um, people that are looking at this really want our troops still there. Because if we're not there, who's going to do it? Right. So and, if, that, and that situation will get bad real quick. Real quick. I mean, it was already <laughs> real, getting yeah. back with us there. They were shooting at Israel. Yes. I mean, it was already getting bad. So imagine no presence there whatsoever. Syria, Iran, even Russia are all aligned now to basically help, help one thing happen. And that's for Iran domination of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Now, are we willing to give that up? Because if you're, if you're in the camp of, and I totally get this perspective that you did, let's just get all of our troops out. Look, I totally understand that. But my question would be, what are you willing to give up? Right. At, at what cost? At what cost? Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know where this is going. I really don't. I, I think that it's possible that Turkey cut some kind of deal with maybe President Trump. Um, oh, that's another thing. We are just we are giving up our allies, the Kurds. We are just throwing them under the bus. Um, they're either going to be dead Wiped out, you know, wiped off the the map right there, or they're going to have to be forced into allying with Assad or something like that just to stay alive. Right. 
But I don't know if Turkey is now going to invade Syria and be that, you know, buffer that we were. Mm-hmm. That's very possible. But regardless, something big is about to happen in the Middle East. Power is going to shift. And I don't think the region will be the same. Now, regardless of if you're happy we, we left, my guess would be we probably would be going back because I don't think this ends well at all. Well, and I think that it's important for people to remember, um, you know, because you think, oh, well, if there are, uh, you know, evil regimes taking over these countries, then they need to be stopped. And it's like, okay, but don't forget, there's not always someone good waiting to take their place. You know, just because you topple one evil regime or just one evil organization like ISIS doesn't mean that there's not the like the alternative isn't always good. Yeah, there there's not always a just a good, solid alternative that's like, oh, well, they'll take over and it'll be fine. That's not the way it works. So it's not just like, oh, well, we defeat the bad and then we leave. And that restores peace. Yeah. That's not typically what happens, at least not historically. I'm sure you could speak more to that than I could. Right. Well, it's it's I mean, the U.S. perspective, you know, like our our uh, I don't know, our strategy there has always been like if there's one evil regime and another evil regime, we'll typically kind of try and play both sides off right. of each other. Right. And let them fight it out. And while that's happening, you know, chaos ensues and no, no, the one evil regime doesn't dominate the other you know, and not only the other one, but the entire region. That was the same. Re- that was the Iran Iraq war in a nutshell. Yeah. We helped both sides yep. during that conflict. Yep. Um, when we eliminated Iraq, that was a big problem because then the other evil regime right. had was completely unchecked power. Yeah. So that's what they still have. They said they have unchecked power right now to do what they want. Yep. And I, we've kind of gotten ourselves into an issue, a problem here. It's like, do we just concede defeat? Because that's what it looks like after after today. Yeah. It looks like we're conceding defeat and we're handing it, saying, "Hey, Iran, uh, Syria, Iraq, uh, you know, Turkey. Like this is all on you. So like, you know, you guys who let let the best country win, basically. Right. And right. I, yeah, I get like I said, I, I get both sides of the argument. I get you know non interventionism. We've kind of screwed that up a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, I get, you know, let's just kind of like go back into our country. Let's just take care of ourselves. And if something really major happens, then we'll come in a la, you know, World War One, World War Two. Then we come in and, you know, help out and make sure that the status quo is maintained. Yeah. But I guess I, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm incredibly worried for Iran, uh, Israel's sake going forward. And I hate the fact that, w- that the Syrian Kurds trusted us and they trusted us to, you know, with their lives, mm-hmm. with their safety. And we are completely throwing them under the bus right now. Yeah. They're, 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 like I said, their only two choices are face Turkey and die or get into bed with uh, uh, um, Syria's Assad. Right. That's their only two choices. Both yeah. sides are very, very grim for them. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. And it's it's sad for, for that people. Yeah. Uh, along the same vein, international internationally, uh, did you see that the United States... The United States commits 10.6 billion in aid to Mexico and yeah. Central America. Yeah. While uh, discussing that we need five billion for the wall. Yeah. Um, and Central America, you know, they've got all of this riffraff going on, sending people to our country, telling them all sorts of things, and we're like, well, we're trying to get this money to fund the wall, but. While we're looking for that five billion here, let's just give you 10, 10 billion. Right. 
What a slap in the face to the American people yeah, that is. big time. What a slap <clears throat> in the face. And, and I keep saying I think... <laughs> Trump uh, survives these optics just because, mm. you know, whatever whatever he does, he can always say, yeah, but I'm not the Democrat who wants open borders, who doesn't want to keep you safe. But still, I mean, his base should be pissed off at this. Yeah. And a large portion of those funds, if you go on the, uh, you know, the actual uh, the, the website that mm-hmm. tracks where all that all that money goes to, a vast majority of those funds go to uh, the foreign militaries and supporting foreign militaries. So I mean, it's like it's I mean, if you look at it like that, up, you're like, wow! Like, no, we're going. We're not going to help their militaries like stay afloat. Right. That's their own government's right. job. Let them do that. We'll pull that money back into our own system and get some certain things done on immigration that we can't get done. It's absolutely ridiculous. Meanwhile, we've got chaos going on at the border, and we're no, we don't want to do anything. Everyone just wants to sit there and not deal with it. So, did you see the story of? Okay, so they one of the issues was they did not have a leader, right? That, mm-hmm. that the caravan that was mm-hmm. held up in Tijuana. So finally, this leader comes forward. He marches up to you know with a group of other delegates from the oh, caravan. Oh wait, was it George Soros? It was not George Soros. Oh. Wouldn't that have been hilarious? He pulled like a Scooby Doo. He pulled the mask <laughs> off. We, the, you meddling kids. You know, like we almost got away with it. <laughs> um, no, Who but it was not Scooby Doo. George Soros. It was. Um, it was. So I had it. There's this guy. He go. He marches up to the U.S. consulate and goes, "All right, fine." You know, we will leave the, uh, you know, the, you know, the border. We will not threaten anymore. But we are asking for fifty thousand oh, U.S. Yes. dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, per ca- mm-hmm. migrant, ca- per caravan. I member. don't even think it wasn't really an ask. It was more of it was a demand. Yes, it was more yeah. of no. You need to give us fifty thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. And in addition to that, the removal of all U.S. military assets from uh, Honduras and what was it? Oh, and economic yes. interests. I'm sorry. Who the hell do you think you are? Like he was like like that was the equivalent of like him marching up you know with an RPG on his shoulder with a you know with a beret and right. going Viva la Revolution right you know what I mean right. like right like yeah, who was- the hell are you dude unbelievable but that's <clears throat> that's what makes me wonder what these people are being told to 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 have them think to have them believe that that kind of a thing would actually work that they could just storm up to our gates and say. Well, yeah, we would be here illegally, but you have to give us $50,000 and then we'll go away. I mean, it. who's ta- I mean, are, are they really just that uninformed or is there someone feeding them? Uh, someone's feeding them. The, and that that's what list. I'm thinking. It's the, the, a, someone it's is directing Hon- a lot of this stuff. And it's, it's Honduras, right? I think it's so. Yeah, we first I, Glenn was one of the first on this network, radio network. It was one of the first to talk about this. About how um, this was really in the beginning all kind of like a leftist. There's a left wing party. So you remember like there was a coup in, in Honduras in mm-hmm. 2009, and uh, they kicked out this like Marxist candidate who uh, or president. He was actually an elected president. They kicked out this Marxist president, did a coup against him, and he went to I don't remember like Costa Rica. They flew him out of the country to Costa Rica, but he was like allies with both Venezuela and Fidel Castro in Cuba, and uh, so they did a coup, got rid of him. Um, this uh, the, the beginnings of this march were were organized by people of that party, so they're still you know they're still pissed, and uh, they were the ones uh, that these Marxists were the ones that were doing this. I think as a statement against the uh, against the government. Yeah. Then it morphed into you know other groups got on board and jumped in on it, but it, it turns out that this guy that marched up all Viva la Revolution style to the U.S. consulate, did you hear who he was? No. So he's applied for asylum before. But he applied for asylum in Mexico back in the 1980s. 
The reason he applied for asylum in the 1980s is because he was a, a suspected terror uh, terrorist uh, in Honduras, uh, and he was uh, he firebombed a uh, allegedly firebombed a restaurant in Honduras that had U.S. troops there. So he did this during the, the Reagan administration. Mm-hmm. The reason they were pissed off is because that was during the Iran-Contra affair. And they were the Contras had a base there in Honduras. So leftist, you know, Marxist rebels were attacking the U.S. and attacking the Contras in Honduras. So he was, he was the, uh, the, the prime suspect. So he fled over the border into Mexico and claimed asylum, saying the U.S. would get him and kill him. I'm, this is who this guy is. So he's actual suspected terrorist. I am sure he didn't do it. I'm sure he didn't oh, no. do it because that, that doesn't fall along in line whatsoever with him coming to our border and demanding all of these things. Right. I, I'm, I'm sure it was just a misunderstanding, Jason. This is you can't write fiction better than this. It's, I mean, it, it's so unbelievable, it's but it's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of immigration, uh, did you see the college professor who... <laughs> You know, sometimes you just read these things and you're like, I, when do I wake up? Am I? Is this all just a really, really bad dream? Are we really this far gone? The Matrix or something. Yeah, she said um, that ICE equals the Gestapo. The Gestapo? The Gestapo. ICE is the Gestapo. I mean, obviously. So she, <laughs> Campus Reform asked her to, I found this at Campus Reform, asked her to comment further. And her uh, explanation was... I've been reading about ICE's role in in rounding up human beings who are labeled who are labeled illegal. That's qu- quote illegal end quote by the U.S. government. They're just if we would just stop labeling people as illegal, that would solve the problem. So if they break the law, they they're not really illegal. They're it's not just labeled illegal as such. per se. They're just <laughs> here without having like documentation. Or the right to be here. It's the U.S. government's fault for labeling them illegal, really. Uh, she said many of the people in the undocumented community have been working on their citizenship. Undocumented. Yes, and are in legal. <laughs> they have been working on their citizenship and are in legal proceedings while kidnapped. They're oh being kidnapped gosh. like the Gestapo. The Gestapo also rounded up human beings labeled as illegal by the German government. Both agencies use similar tactics and I think it's important we name that. Thank God she's saying this. Someone needed to say it. Someone needed to say it. Oh, this, 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 okay, so this is one of the, we talked about like the transgender thing and all that stuff yesterday. This is another amazing thing how you can completely change the narrative. (laughs) It's like, you ask most people today, this is how deep it runs. If you say the word illegal immigrant, they instantly go, and no matter what side of the aisle they're they're Mm -hmm. on, they'll go, ooh, you know, they always said illegal immigrant. Really? Who are you talking to? I say that all the time. I think it's mostly like, I think I mostly, when I'm talking like with my, my daughter's friends, because and they're and my daughter and my and her friends are all typically like kind of similar to us. Like Ugh, they grew up in the similar families. But because the culture and the narrative has gone so deep, like high school kids and junior high school kids, like they completely think that that's normal. So undocumented is totally is a lot more acceptable than saying illegal. That's just the way it is for them. That's how that's how successful this has been. And it's so it's funny insane. because if you look at you know any other crime. 
and you use the term illegal, no one bats an eyelash. Yeah. I mean, anything else, I'm like, oh, uh, they were they got caught with cocaine and it was illegal. You know what I mean? Like illegal uh, use of substance or whatever it is. No one's like, oh, yeah. you said something was against the law. You know what? As a Sarah, as a parent, and you're a parent as well. I, I think it's so important for parents to like seize on these. Like every time you notice this, like rebranding or redefining certain words, mm-hmm. you got to purge that. Oh yeah, you have to address it. Even if your child does not say it, if you're both watching the news and you hear someone on MSNBC say undocumented, go you know hit pause on your DVR. Actually, I know none of you guys will be watching MSNBC in, yeah, in the beginning. Shame on you! In the beginning, are. but this is just an exercise. Yeah. But if you were. Pause it and say, look, that means nothing. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as undocumented immigrant. There's I mean, a, there is, but. But no, there's right, not. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, there's not. Like they don't have documentation, but that's just a, a nuance of being illegal. But they're trying to say that is separate from illegal immigrant. Right, they're right, just replacing right. it and you right. cannot replace it. No, there's a huge difference between immigration and illegally trying to cross the border. Nobody on the conservatives, well, nobody. Look, Jason, what I'm hearing right now is that you are bigoted. You are discriminatory. (laughs) Uh, You don't like brown people, which I personally, as, you know, a Gonzalez, I am personally very offended by. Okay. That I'm hearing a lot of hate being spewed from you right now. And I just don't understand why you don't (laughs) like immigrants. We are a nation of immigrants, Jason. We are. Statue of Liberty, baby. I mean, what's written on the Statue of Liberty, that that is a, that's a law, right? That's, yeah. that's in a bill somewhere. It is. And they totally meant people that try to break our laws getting into the country. That's exactly, exactly what, what they the meant. Statue of Liberty meant. Welcome back. I am Sarah Gonzalez along with Jason Buttrell. Uh, really quickly want to give a shout out, a big congratulations to Eric Balling. Yeah. Who just signed a three-year deal with Blaze TV. Superstar. Um, he is amazing. He's been on the News and Why It Matters. I know he did a, a really, really unbelievable podcast with Glenn. Uh, and he was just on radio with Glenn Earlier today, did you happen to hear that, Jason? No, but I mean, I heard his podcast and there's parts of that just were gut wrenching. It, it really is. And he is, is so brave for talking about, you know, the the struggles that he's going through. For those of you who don't know, he lost his son to uh, opioid uh, overdose. So uh, we are very excited, very, very excited to have him on board for the next three years. Uh, he is awesome. If you have not checked him out on Blaze TV, go and check him out. All right. I'm going to tell you the least surprising thing ever. (laughs) Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yes. I know. Thank you so much. I know. I know. I felt like, you know, we talked about international stuff, military stuff, some hard hitting stuff. We need we need a little bit of AOC in our lives right now. And she never she never disappoints. (laughs) Never disappoints. No. So she tweeted out an announcement. It was a very, very big hard hitting announcement. She said that she is she's got to take some time off, Jason. She's got to take some time off um, for some self-care because <laughs> she just ran a very exhaustive campaign and it's taken a toll on her. And I want you to know, as you think of her as just another average person, right? She's just like you and me. She was a waitress 
and now all of a sudden she's going to be a congresswoman and she's she's here to represent the little people the average people right so she said i'm taking a few days to take care of myself before what is sure to be an eventful term for working people, immigrants, and the poor, self-care is political, not because we want it to be, but because of the inevitable shaming of s- of someone doing a face mask while financially stressed. <laughs> face mask. I'm sorry? <laughs> she, I'm sorry? First of all, that doesn't even make sense, girlfriend. Did she mean his face plant or what? <laughs> <laughs> because of the inevitable shaming of someone doing a face mask while financially stressed. I assume what she means is that if you're financially stressed, you shouldn't be wasting money on luxury items. I don't know. But she goes Uh. on and uh, she said, um, let's see, before the campaign, (laughs) this is where it gets really good. Again, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, woman of the people, woman of the people before the campaign, I (laughs) I used to practice (laughs) yoga three to four times a week, eat nutritiously, read and write for leisure. As soon as everything kicked up, that all went out the window. I went from doing yoga and, sorry, I just need a minute. I went from doing yoga and making wild rice and salmon dinners to eating fast food for dinner and falling asleep in my jeans and makeup. The (laughs) horror of having an average everyday, your everyday girl, Going to yoga three to four times a week, (laughs) making salmon and wild rice for dinner, uh, eating nutritiously, reading and writing for leisure, and to have to give that all up and have fast food for dinner. Can you imagine the horror that this girl went through? Yeah, that's, but you know, but that's That's tragic. But that's what happens when you go to like a really prestigious school and you get a double major and you come out and you realize that you're an idiot. And you really can't get a job because you're too stupid to actually do anything that your degree was pointed towards. But apparently so then, she was she was sitting pretty enough to go to yoga three to four times a week. Yeah. And reading and writing, which I call shenanigans. I don't think this girl's read she, anything except no. for Archie and, and the gang. I, I, well, that, maybe that's what she's reading. I, it's got to be because the, the girl. Okay. Acacia Cortez. If, if Alex, can I call you Alexandria? If, <laughs> if you uh, if you really are taking this time out, please try and squeeze 10 years worth of reading into the next, what, two weeks or so before you actually assume office? Mm -hmm. Do that. That'd be great. But, I mean, I don't know, actually, because if you do that, you might actually learn something and we can't make fun of you as much. We're not like, listen to this. Do you think that she's like a a troll, a GOP troll? She's a plant. She's a plant placed by the GOP just to, you know, they just came to an agreement. They're like, all right, you go to their party, pretend to be one of them, Look really freaking stupid, and it's gonna make us look really, really good, even when we're not. It's. I would have thought that that's a possibility after what I've seen. It's. It's so rare. Like, and people have said that like the GOP fears her. Man, they don't fear her. No. It's just it, it's so rare that you know socialism is such a moronic you know system. It's so rare to have an equally moronic person be the spokesperson for it that you have got to seize on that. Yeah. Because she every time she opens her mouth, she proves on how stupid po- the policies are. I mean, it's like this is a gold mine. You have to show it. There's I, no I, other better example. Yeah, I just can't believe she's she has this, you know, she tries to portray herself as someone who is just, you know, your everyday person. I'm like, I don't have time to to go to yoga 3 to 4 times a week. Like, where is she finding all of this time? She can just go to yoga. She can afford all of the things that she has. Go to yoga four times a week. That's a lot. 
read and write for leisure. I can't even tell you the last time I was able to read or write for leisure because the only time I'm reading or writing, it's for work. Yeah. And making wild rice and salmon dinners. Salmon's <laughs> expensive, okay? Just saying, <laughs> salmon's expensive. And I found myself, you know, I, I, I try to stay away from fast food. For those of you who don't know me, I'm like a, a health nut over the top admittedly uh but psycho yeah but falling asleep in my jeans and make i'm like i do that all the time but that's been my life like for the last several years that's you don't you don't get credit you don't get people feeling sorry for you because you chose to run for office and you had a hectic time like that's part of it but that's what happens when you uh when you elect a millennial I don't absolutely knows nothing. I think that another option uh, besides she's a plant um, and she's obviously a moron. I was going to say she's just that dumb. She's just that dumb. Could just be that simple. But it also but even the uh, what's weird, though, is that even the like socialist like, you know, uh, you know, taglines or like main points that they like to make Mm -hmm. or like revert back to. She doesn't even know those. (laughs) She doesn't even know those. So I really think that she doesn't believe in any of this stuff. I really don't. At first, I was like, you know, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. At least she actually looks like she cares for the people that she's talking about. Right. Maybe she does, but now I just think she's using them. This is what I think happened because it came out. Do you remember when it came out that she uh, like wrote on a blog yes. when she was in college? And she it was conservative. It was right? conservative. She used to be conservative. It wasn't hardcore. Like, right. hey, I love you know. It Ronald certainly Reagan. wasn't what she is now. What she portrays herself to be now. She was she was talking about Adam Smith yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. She was not talking about Karl Marx. So she was not a socialist then. I think someone got their hooks into her and said, look, I, I, we can do great things with you. I, you know, we can we can give you the avenue, you know, to succeed. These are the things that we want you to say. I really in my heart believe that's what happened because she doesn't believe them. So I, I think I, I think that someone got their hooks into her when she was maybe in her senior year of college or whatever. She gets out. She gets on this pathway and she was put on this, you know, this train ride. To so either way, she's a politics. Plant. Either way, she's a plant. Yeah, but she's a left plant instead of a right plant. Can we just uh, talk for a minute about? I've I've been noticing this trend in uh, in the the left lately within their lawmakers that they have these weird crazy eyes. And I thought of it because I thought of her (laughs) because Booker eyes. Yes, that's what I'm talking. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she makes them. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Almost every time she's on an interview, well, actually, I love when I see articles with her in them because they always, the image that they use is always her like super crazy. Yeah. And Cory Booker. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are others, but just off the top of my head, I'm like. And it makes sense. Does it? They're, because they're just always super hyped and outraged about something? They're, because they're trying to bring outrage and emotion out yeah. in other people. So facial expression is the, is the best way to they're do d- that. There's, there's always, oh, they're so frantic. Like, just like, like calm like, down. What's better if they, if they like got in front of, if they step up to the mic and, and they're like, um, yeah, so our solution to solving all your economic problems is we're going to take more money away from you. Yeah, it's, no, it's much easier if you're like, I am Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... And this is why there's dead people in the streets. And, <laughs> you know, like that. You know, if you couldn't see, if you listen to this, I raised if, my. If you're not watching it, you just very, missed a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Libertarian Ninja just said, as a working class union member, I'm lucky if I get to eat salmon once a year. Right. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. That's that's not relatable. I don't feel sorry for you. I don't think you need to take off for self-care. There are some of us who 
have to fall asleep in our jeans and makeup all the time, who don't get to eat salmon, salmon and wild rice all the time. And uh, I don't get to take time off for self-care. You know why? Because I can't afford it. My family's eating tater tots and spam, crying out loud nowadays i mean we do, do, eat do. more than that like well what? we do that because we like it that's, that's why i guess that's disgusting it's not economic reasons <laughs> what is wrong with you country boy baby step aside step Have aside you, okay okay all right but answer me this <laughs> have you ever had one of the whole chickens that come in a can whole chicken that comes in a can you've not heard of this no but i'm sure Stu probably has it's yeah. actually chicken or is it like it's legit a whole chicken and it's like gelled together and shoved in a in a can pre-cooked yeah it's ready to eat oh hell i'm bringing that to work coming monday (laughs) (laughs) you should not have told me about this that's what Uh, i'm talking about that's disgusting (laughs) so forever 21 forever 21 i don't know if you guys know it's a clothing store i love it i shop there all the time even though i'm Way older than 21. <laughs> I know. Stop it, Chris Crows. What? I'm way older than 21. So far, they've been letting me in the store. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll card me and I'll have to stop. I don't know. But they were modeling some of their new attire. They've got a really interesting looking sweater on there uh, that says Wakanda Forever. Now, Wakanda is, of course, from the movie Black Panther. The Marvel movie Black Panther. Oh, my God. And they they made a, a big, big, big faux pas. They made a big mistake because this Wakanda Forever sweater, as you will see if you're watching on television, is modeled by none other than a whitey. <gasps> and I'm not, How I don't just you? mean a white man. I mean, he almost blends in with the white background behind him. He is as white as can be. And his hair is Blonde. And he has blue eyes. Oh my God. Can you believe it? No, I cannot. <laughs> I hope they did something about this, Sarah. They, well, they did. Okay. Because how racist and yeah. tone deaf can you be? Totally. I yeah. mean, really, if you're, if you're saying that a white man should be able to wear that sweater, you, you don't belong. You don't belong in business. Mm. So they suffered an extreme backlash and they had to, uh, <laughs> they had to come out and apologize. They apologized if their consumers were offended by the photo of the sweater. They also deleted a tweet that they tweeted out showing the sweater and deleted pictures of the model wearing the clothing item on the website. So they have the picture of just the sweater, but they don't have the man modeling it anymore. Good gosh. Because uh, (laughs) colonizers aren't praised in Wakanda. Try again. Oh my God. So I I love this like social justice war. So like how, like, so this is again, our theme kind of playing things out to the, to its finale. Yes. You so easily could have had, um, an immigrant rights group that said, dang it, he's modeling a shirt based off of a fictional city that has a wall right around exactly. it. So people cannot get in there. Exactly. It's anti-immigrant. Mm-hmm. Easily could have had that. In fact, start that right now. Someone should start that right now. <laughs> I'm think? not joking. No, but I, I mean, don't know it's, it it's unbelievable that we have gotten to the point. Well, I mean, how incredibly racist is that? That a white man can't wear a sweater that has Wakanda on it? Yeah. Aren't, aren't we all supposed to be able to enjoy movies? Like, how, how, it, how <laughs> empowering should that be to the black community 
that this is such a cool movie. You know, they, they we were supposed to. It's supposed we to were, cross right, racial lines. Well, not, right, because that's what we were supposed to believe yeah. was that the, it was this movie and it was going to be so huge because it was going to be centered around, you know, uh, the black community. And we had never had anything like that before. So this was a huge moment. How empowering should it feel that you've got a white man who is wearing that sweater? That That should feel good. That shouldn't. I mean, it's like. We're getting to the point where no one can wear anything. I'm I'm looking at the stuff that I have on and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, who 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 designed yeah, I mean this this necklace, would this be cultural appropriation? It would. Okay, so for those of you who are watching, oh, Egyptian, they're telling me in the control room. This would be considered Egyptian, the necklace that I'm wearing. Um, the, I'm, I have these nails. I'm, I have my nails done. I have one color different. I'm sure that's appropriating someone who did it before me. I'm wearing <laughs> Chevron stripes. I don't know where Chevron stripes came from. I'm sure it wasn't my people. So what are we supposed to do? I don't know. This is we're not going to be able to do any, we're not gonna be able to wear anything. We're not, which you men would probably like, but <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going, we're wait, we will have wait, wait, nothing wait, wait, left. wait, stop. Yeah. Let's go keep that train of thought. We're not going to be able to wear opt- I like uh, op- I like getting options, and I'm liking where you're going with this. <laughs> We're actually. not going. Well, I mean, there's going to be nothing left to wear. We're going to have to all go to work naked. Okay, so continue on with this cultural appropriation <laughs> crap. I want to see this go forward for one reason. All it has nothing to do about race or anything like that. But that's yeah. I do where have does an, it end? I do have an agenda here. <laughs> where does it end? Is, I mean, is this um, just postmodernism? I tell you what. Uh, I'm sure a part of it. I don't know. I'm so confused on what postmodernism is at this point. It seems like it's everything. Is it? But um, isn't that the point of postmodernism? Modernism. Yeah, that's, it, like, that's, that's so po- that's so postmodernist <laughs> to say that that you're confused about what postmodernism is. Um, can, can we? Can that was we, like the inception right there of postmodernism. Can we undress something really quick? We'll, can we'll, we undress something? Okay, we can do that as well. <laughs> um, but let's address the fact that we'll, uh, that um, uh, Chris, I want to see a uh, nod up or nod to the side on this one. That uh, Black Panther sucks as a movie. I can haven't I seen it, so I don't know. It sucked. Black Panther. Yeah. Okay, so he agrees. Okay, with Chris me. says it's, it's Black sucked. Panther sucked. So like I had no interest. the plot sucked. The effects were cool. Um seeing people run around and stuff was cool, you know, like any Marvel movie. But the plot line was awful. The plot line Were they trying too hard? Um, I don't even think they were trying too hard. They just I don't think they tried hard enough, actually. Because it was literally just your average run of the mill Marvel movie. The plot line was this guy that, you know, becomes is becomes king after his dad's gone but he oh my gosh he's got someone's going that is a long lost brother or whatever family is going to challenge him for his throne okay yeah that's been done let's see take the first number times Jeez, jason now i don't number. have to watch it you just spoiled it for it's me it's been done a lot i suck at math i know but well, you use could, that little use the little math trick i know that's what i was trying to remember <laughs> um it's been it's been it's been done and done again and done again there was this one point where like he's like okay i've lost my crown and my powers so i'm gonna go to like the little kingdom in the mountains and and they denied help Hmm, I wonder if they're going to come back later on in the show and help out the very last minute. Oh, they did. I mean, it was just so the plot line was stupid. But but wow. regardless of that, everyone's saying that it deserves an Oscar. No, it doesn't. Well, yes, it does. You're just doing it for social justice and this whole yeah. stupid crap. Judge right. it on the on the content of the of the content. Judge it on the content. Content of the content. Yeah, not for whatever the narrative is. The content of the content. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was stupid. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't power rank that movie. And my top five Marvel movies. It wouldn't make it. What would be your top five Mar- Marvel movies? Captain America Civil War, right off the top. Okay. Avengers 1, Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. Iron Man, 
Oh God, I got to do a six, six. I got to do top six. Um, uh, that was not in the rules. But I'm Jason. changing them. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one, Thor Ragnarok. Boom. I haven't seen all of them, so I can't say. I will say. Okay, here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. Uh, Infinity War is, I'm sure, my favorite. Really? Yes. Have you seen Civil War? And then I, no, I haven't seen that one. Okay. And then Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Basically anything with Robert Downey Jr. and or Chris Pratt. Big fan of. Mark it down. Big fan of. Chris Hemsworth? Top of my list. Chris Hemsworth. I mean, I'm not going to say no to Chris Hemsworth. Wait, do you like the movies or do you like the men in the movies? Yes. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I honestly, Infinity War, I actually, it's been a really long time since I've been super amped for a movie. But after I got out of that, I was just like, oh my gosh, we have to wait how long I know. to find out anything? Did you see the teaser? No. Oh, they just did a teaser for the next one. I didn't see it. Yeah, it starts with Iron Man actually on the, like, marooned on a ship, <gasps> like sending a message back to Pepper, like oh. electronic message. It looks pretty good. Oh, it's man. Dope. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Did you hear Mike Pence announced launch of Space Command? Today? Yeah. That's pretty dope. I mean, I guess I don't think anything's gonna happen with it, but I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be Star Wars. I mean, that's what you would that that's the image you get, but I I highly doubt we're gonna do anything on it. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't, don't get me wrong. I want to I want uh, Space Marines. I am all yes, about that. I'm not that I miss Space Marine era, that's and I was just too, a regular Marine. It's too weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I get what they're saying. Like they're trying they're trying to think ahead. You know, they're trying to think towards like where battles will be fought in the future. Space is always. Been, I just can't I can't wrap my head around it. I can't. It's space. Yeah. We're going to be fighting in space. I, I think it's That's more in the future. I think it's more just like, you know, the, to get through with geography, space is the easiest way and fastest way. Forget it. Just cut to break. Gonzalez and Jason Buttrell filling in for Steve Dace, who is on a uh, he's getting some much deserved time off. Uh, <clears throat> Jason, I want to talk about Facebook and uh, they have had a very troubled past with basically sharing users private information with other companies, third parties, places that really should not have our information and are not using it for necessarily what I would call uh, good but now there's another story that's come out about Facebook, and it was about 10 million pages, and you sent it to me super late. Dude. So, I, I mean, I was just like, I don't have time to read all of this, Jason. I need bullet points. So, will you give me bullet points, please? What do they do now? This is a major pet peeve of mine. I wish they wouldn't write these mega long stories, because who has the time to read that? Like, unless you're Ocasio-Cortez like eating your salmon and hanging out in your blue jeans or whatever, or yoga pants. For, well, I mean, she doesn't have that pants. kind of time anymore <laughs> now that she's dedicated her life to serve us. But um, <laughs> but I will say, you can also find it at theblaze.com, where it is not 10 million pages, because at theblaze.com, we like to give you just what you need to know in a nutshell, and we don't want to waste your time. So you can find it at theblaze.com. Jason, go. All right. So this is basically what it is. So you remember when Facebook, you know, got, when they first started getting in trouble for all this privacy stuff, and it came out, you know, for the Cambridge Analytica, mm-hmm. you know, thing? Mm-hmm. And they were, at that point, they were like, you know, we're, okay, sorry, we, you know, we, we're changing all our policies. We're making sure that, you know, none of your, your user information, your private information gets shared with any other company. It's just, you know it, and it's in the Facebook thing, but we're not selling it, doing anything with it now. Right. 
So New York Times just broke this. So this this was going on even after Cambridge Analytica. But I just want to listen to this one quote from this uh, the, uh, this uh, the story. It says Facebook allowed Spotify, Netflix, and the Royal Bank of Canada, <laughs> what amongst many others, to read, write, and delete and delete users' private direct messages. Unbelievable. And to see all participants on a thread. Can 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 I just uh, very quickly let's play a game called. Which one of these things is not like the others? Mm-hmm. Spotify. <laughs> okay, I get that. Okay, Netflix. Okay, okay, makes sense, yeah. Royal Bank of Canada. <laughs> I have questions here. Why would they need to read people's private direct messages? A bank? That is terrifying. That's freaky, man. That is so terrifying. But it was like, it was many more. If you go through, it's on New York Times right now, and I think it's like their main story. But it goes through, it's like multiple different companies. So Amazon, um, a ton of other companies were giving access, and it, it goes into, like, they if they got access to you, then they, got all, they also got access to all your friends, uh, all their friends, um, everything on their pages, everything. So they're selling all this information out. This is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I don't think this is crazy. And this is right after Zuckerberg testified to Congress when they did their big mea culpa uh, through after all that stuff. I, you know, I, I think this might be big enough to I don't know if Zuckerberg even survives this. Really? I'm serious. Well, I don't uh, think I, what I found very interesting. Uh, and of course, they said that uh Facebook found no evidence of abuse by its partners. However, that's missing the point. It is. It is. But this is <laughs> this quote. I just couldn't get over. Um, <clears throat> it said more troubling to observers, however, was any sense that Facebook gave third parties deep access to user data without properly informing users and gaining permission. Many people tend to assume their private messages on social media will stay private. Hence I mean, the word private. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the first mistake was, I guess, thinking that the word private actually yeah. meant private because that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, I'm shame on you guys. We're for changing the word that. private to undocumented because that's the new. T- <laughs> that is the new. I mean, <laughs> that's written. do not I mean, say private. Not? Do not say private. You've got to say undocumented. <laughs> It's just, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Now, I will say, because I go back and forth on some of this Facebook stuff, um, the terms of service. Now, I know that they have done things that have not been within the terms of service, but we all click, I agree to the terms of service and don't read them. On everything. And use all of these platforms frequently. So, I mean, I, I do think on some of these issues, part of it is on us. However, I do understand because I'm I'm right there with you that when you have 20 pages of legalese, no, like your average American is not. I, I read it and I'm like, I don't understand what this is saying, but OK, it's going to make my life more convenient. So I'm going to download it on my phone and use it. Yeah. So I wish that there was a way that we could uh, come to a happy medium on, you know, making maybe making the terms of service easier to read so that we actually know what we're signing up for. But. I think that even if we even if we did, we would still do it. We'd still do it. You're absolutely right. We'd still do it. We've been conditioned to just not care. We don't we've been conditioned to not put privacy as a priority. And I think it's going to get really, really scary. We've got really soon. We've now gotten to the point to where you're absolutely right. We've now gotten to the point to where we're not going to give up all of these comfort comforts that we've, you know, become rely, you know, that we rely on. Um, Glenn did, uh, or I think, no, 
We used, I think the Blaze TV did a ran a documentary done by I don't remember who, but I think it was called the Creepy Line. Yes, remember that? Yes. Did you watch that? I haven't watched it yet. It lives up to its name. It is creepy. So it talks about like how all these companies, like let's say, um, so take for they talk about Google, and Google had an issue with once they went towards like ad based revenue, like right after they you know started adding that in and making tons and tons of money with their search engine. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an issue because they're like, well, we can tell where users go after they do a search because we can track them through that. Like if they go look at, you know, cool Egyptian necklaces, then we know that we can give them ads about <laughs> Which cool they Egyptian shouldn't networks. be doing because that's obviously cultural appropriation. Right. They should be ashamed of themselves for even considering that. But they were making a, you know, boatload of money. So they just kept doing it. Um, so but they were like, wait a minute, though. But that's only when they're at their computers. So how do we find out if they go to a store that's got uber cool Egyptian necklaces? Mm-hmm. So then they were like, well, let's make phones that have GPS tracking on yep. them. And that's why, you know what, but let's get them wanting GPS. So let's put in Google Maps. That was why they made Google Maps. So they could have GPS on the phones. That's why they made Android phones. So all of you people that just love or are in love with your Samsung Notes or whatever, this is why they made these. Is so they could track your every single movement. Even in, even on my iPhone, though, um, I have to say I really hate whenever I'm about to leave and they're like, are you going home? Home's only yeah. 35 minutes away. And I'm yeah. like, I, I didn't ask you. Like, yeah. who are you? But it's cool, though, right? I mean. Because it's like, you're like, oh, crap. Sort of. You're like, oh, I had to get home to pick up my son, and now I know that it's 25 minutes, you know, uh, instead of instead of 10 minutes to get home. Yeah, so I better book it. That well, yeah. I mean, that one I always kind of shudder whenever I get it because I'm like, stop paying attention to me so much. Yeah. Stop being so smart, smartphone. Right. I only need you to be at like an 80, and you're at like a 95. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you to to dial it down. Yeah, dial it back down, please. Yeah. Did you know, um, Chrome? Like, I only use Chrome. Uh, Chrome well, is awful. Yeah, like Chrome. That the reason Google, that's, Google, and Gmail and Chrome are they're going to take over all of us, and they know all of our secrets that's, about that's, everything. That's why Chrome was made because they didn't, they couldn't track, they had a hard time tracking you through the other web browsers, so they made Chrome. I would like to point out, I am literally typing into Chrome right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, they, what was the other thing that they, that they made so they could track you? Oh, uh, did Google Maps, they, uh, Android phones, Chrome. There was something else. Basically, oh, Gmail. Gmail. Yeah, Gmail. Because, is, they, because yes. they knew that they were losing track of you when you sent emails like through Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So they made Gmail so that they could re- scan your emails to see if you bought something online or if you asked someone a certain question about a product. All of the, Everything that you've come to rely on today is all built for surveillance. Yeah. Now, if you're the same people that are addicted to these, uh, these devices, whether it's any, any of them. Apple does the same thing. Facebook, all this stuff. Everyone's addicted to it and then gave up their their privacy to use them. They're the same ones that will say, you know, you know, dang government surveillance. Mm-hmm. You know, they shouldn't be doing this. You know, it's against my privacy. Mm-hmm. It's an invasion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm guilty of the same thing. I know. And but I, you've willingly given it up to companies to do it anyway. And I would also like to point out um, Google... Meanwhile, we're talking about all of the information that they're getting on us and all of the different things that could happen because of that information. Uh, And now what are they doing over in China? They're working with China to create a, you know, a search database, an Internet, so to speak, for the Chinese citizens that is heavily censored. And, you know, they won't be able to search for any kind of uh, critical things on any of China's leaders. They like they have certain things that are blacklisted, are blacked out for the Chinese citizens to be able to search. This is what they're working on in China. 
for China. In other words, helping them to oppress over a billion they people. They are oppressing <laughs> all of their citizens. And Google is completely on board with this, helping them. And we're trusting them with all of their inf- with all of our information. I, I think the thing now is like, you got to say, people want to know, okay, what the heck do I do about this? Like, stop flapping your gums. Like, what is the option? Because if, I've already, if, if I'm using all these things, like, what do I do about it? I did a show, I filled in for Pat Gray, uh, where I like showed people how to get on the dark web. And uh, Glenn and I did a show on TV where we talked about the dark web and like we went through some of these options, like what you can do. Mm-hmm. Why are you smiling at me right now? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm no, like uh, an, off-air pointing- co- an off-air conversation <laughs> we had. <laughs> Continue. Um, but we, in that, we talked about actually some of the options. So stop right now. Stop using like Safari. Stop using Chrome. Uh, whatever the Microsoft one was that no stop one Stop using Safari. What, what are you supposed to use on your iPhone? Um, you can use Tor. Use the Tor browser. Tor. They've got it. You can pull that up and use that. Every, you can make that your default browser on okay. your on all your devices. Use Tor. The way it works is, is it, it masks your IP address. So they have no idea who you are. Okay. They can't so they can't spy on you. Use, I just feel like I'm too far gone at this point. Like I'm sure they have so much on me that. See, it that's what that's and matter. that's what they rely on. Yeah. They they rely on, oh, I've gone too far, so I'm gonna keep going. Or they rely on um, you know, uh, I have nothing to hide. So, uh, you know, I, screw it. I'm not worried about it. I'm telling you this combined with AI, like we're going to Alexa's are going to take over the world and they're going to be they're going to come back with a vengeance because I I have to tell you, I have said some really terrible things to uh, to, to mine, to my A word. For those of you who are listening with one of the devices, I've said some really horrible things and I just feel like I'm just saying I just feel like there is going to come a time where she is going to enact revenge on me for all the terrible things I've said to her. I'm just saying, I feel like that time is coming in our lifetime. I mean, dude, uh, remember when Glenn was talking about how, you know, what happened with his uh, son, you know, and the, uh, you know, the, the uh, person that was stalking them over like, uh, what was like a PlayStation or a video, some video game system. Yes. And he was talking about how the authority said that they, they save all of the conversations that the, that the device picks up. It's in the cloud. So you think about that, like if, if your child or even if you, um, shoot, I've, I've got a PlayStation. I play it all the time. Everything you've See, said. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You nerd. Yeah, straight up. Your fiance mm. doesn't play? No. Oh, I'm fixing that. He has, he, has, <laughs> he has big boy things to do. He doesn't have time to be playing on Xbox and PlayStation. I'm fixing that. We're going oh, to get together soon. Good luck um, with that. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have him eating, uh, you know, uh, chi- uh, cheese, uh, chili cheese, tater tots, and playing PlayStation. On he the can, you know me. what? He We're can eat it. whatever he wants. <laughs> I do not restrict what he eats. I only restrict what I eat, and I'm very picky about my son's diet. He is free to choose whatever he wants. I just my only my uh, I'm I can't believe I'm gonna say this on air. My only restriction on any of that is don't get fat. Yeah, don't get fat. Because I don't think that that's attractive. And even if you did get fat, I will still love you and I will still be with you. (laughs) But I feel like you want me to find you physically attractive. So don't get fat. (laughs) Eat whatever you want. Um, Yeah. It's a a sensible rule, right? It's yeah, it's it's sensible. Uh, It gets harder and harder to do those things. The older you get, I'm, I'm starting to find you have to like change. But yes, but I feel like as long as you I love how this magically just segued into a, a marriage conversation. <laughs> but as long as you are making an effort, I feel yeah. I feel like the spouse. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. But I feel like the spouse would appreciate 
as long as they see that you're making an effort. Like if you're like, oh man, I, I, I can't believe it. I just blinked and I've gained 10 pounds this year and I need to do something. And you know, you change something in your diet or you start trying to exercise more or you track your calories on your phone so that uh, Google can see it and know whether or not you, uh, you need a, a higher insurance rate, whatever the case may be, as long as you're putting forth effort somehow, I feel like that would still be appreciated by the spouse. That's why we support both Zone and Field of Greens. <laughs> ching, ching. Um, we support those two. Um, so we highly, uh, you know, we think you should get those two products. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Liberty, um, oh, but anyway, I'll, I'll finish that before that segue. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, um, so yeah, all, all of these devices that we're using, whether they're game systems, Alexa, all that stuff, they're saving those conversations. They're mm-hmm. saving all that stuff. At one point, that is going to turn up and bite you. You know, they are going to use that stuff, you know, for something. Um, get that crap out of your house. I or set it up to it. where it cannot listen to you. Or I won't. I won't whatever. do it. I unplug it when I'm not using it. Otherwise, oh, it's I, got it's got its ways. I know. That's why I'm saying. She's I swear. I always. I always look. No, I'm. I'm serious. I always look at her when it because she sits in the kitchen. It's a her. I, I love, love that I call it her. I know. I always look at her when and first I check to make sure she's unplugged and I'm like, are you unplugged? And then I turn again and I'm like. I feel like you're still listening to me. Dude, Are you listening to me? And I, yeah, I even test it. I'll say her name. Have you heard those stories of what, of like she'll start cackling like maniacally? Okay. Like, have you heard that before? Yes. That would and freak me. One the heck of my out. yes, and one of my nannies had the creepiest experience with her. The a word. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> uh, she said that they that she was watching Stranger Things with her brother and. The device just lit up and started listing off funeral homes. Oh, heck no. (laughs) Oh, heck no. Burn the house down. That's terrifying. Uh uh. Yeah. That's like like when you try to burn the Ouija board and it doesn't burn. Like you take Alexa out, you know, in the backyard, try to burn it, but it doesn't burn. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is horrifying. (laughs) I haven't ever had that happen to me. So I, I haven't ever had that experience. I feel like if I did, I'm trying to, to determine if Keep I did. Keep unplugging that I was, chick. I, still use it. I don't know. I can't decide whether I would still use it. She could get pissed. You keep unplugging her and she gonna, she's going to retaliate. I know. I know. Do you remember um, <laughs> they fixed it since then? I think it lasted for a whole day. But w- when you asked her, who is your favorite conservative commentator? Did you hear about this? No. Okay, so you would you would say um, you would ask her all these different questions about you know do you like do you like Rachel Maddow do you like uh, Chris Cuomo do you like and she would every single every single answer do you like Rush Limbaugh every single answer would be um, I don't have an opinion on that she would say I don't have an opinion on that I don't have an opinion on that and so wait they, wait wait no hold on she, they okay, went continue. down they went down the list of. All these different commentators, both conservative and liberal, all these different commentators, she had the same answer and they said, do you like Ben Shapiro? And he was, she was like, he's my favorite conservative no commentator, way. swear, no way. swear there's video of it. And then by wow. the end of the day, it was fixed. I tried to do it live on our show. I tried to do it live because it had just happened that day and I tested it like four times before the show. And I said, this is going to work. This is going to be great. We're going to get it on live TV. And then as soon as we tried it on live TV, it didn't work. I don't know how it works because it works off of like an AI algorithm or something like mm-hmm. that. So, so I mean, and I'm sure someone lost their job that day for putting that they, for putting that in the algorithm. Last year, it actually predicted the uh, Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Like not only that, but she like really like kind of rubbed it in. She like said <laughs> the Eagles are going to win, beat the Patriots, blah blah blah. So fly s- Eagles fly. Like so something Stu like that. knows someone. I know. At I, Amazon. He, he totally like rigged that. 
That sure. is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. But seriously, it is it is terrifying uh, technology and how close we're getting to just being too. I think we're we're very close to being too far. Uh, over the cliff. Well, quite honestly, to 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 bring this back to I guess a little more serious. Yeah, it's um, what what we are worried about the most in a surveillance state, um, where you know where th- where things like the Patriot Act eventually end up. Um, where what we are worried the most about on things like China or something like that, and how we sit back, you know, on our and our you know on our shining city on a hill and point fingers and like why this is so bad. Just so, you know, that is, you know, 1984, like when we look at China, like even places like the UK, like they're moving towards 1984. Mm-hmm. We're moving towards a brave new world. Yeah. We're doing this science fiction junk on our own. We're, we're willingly giving it up to companies like Facebook, Amazon, Google. We're doing we're giving it up willingly. It's almost worse. Like we're almost worse than like people that live in China because it, it's being imposed on them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We're yeah, we're we are willingly choosing it. They don't have a choice. Uh, so a couple different viewer comments or listener comments, Libertarian Ninja wants to know if there's anything that I have watched because I said that I haven't watched all of the Marvel movies. I mean, first of all, you should ask her if there's anything she's eaten because that's a better thing. That's a better conversation. No today. I haven't eaten anything today or, or ever except for field of greens and does air air count? Does air count? <laughs> no, I air eat, does not count. I eat air all the time. I made her eat a chili cheese tater tot one time, and it was so glorious. It was so good. It was like watching a baby seeing Disneyland for the first time. <laughs> oh, and then I dreamed about it that night. It was the most amazing dream I had. Uh, so here's the thing, Libertarian Ninja. I, I, I do watch shows and movies occasionally, but I find at the end of my day, I can't, I don't want to use my brain anymore. And so I watch shows that, you know, are embarrassing because they're just mindless. Just, you know, I, I love the Kardashians. I said it. Oh my God. Get up and I walk away. I love the show. Let, let, hold on. Let you me rephrase. You just lost some social credit points. Yeah, no, let me rephrase. I love the show. It's highly entertaining Stupid. and you don't have to think stupid it's so entertaining and maybe part of it is that i'm an only child so watching the dynamic of a big family with a bunch of different siblings is so interesting to me because but it's all I've, fake a fake dynamic like none of it's it. real prove it jason oh, come on prove it um, but i do i do watch things i do try to watch movies it's just it's hard for me I've so been, i was busy. back in my previous i don't job. have time to sit around in my underwear playing playstation playing playstation like this one no she's sitting in her yoga pants eating her salmon and brown rice uh, excuse me that's alexandria <laughs> ocasio cortez not me thank you very much okay so check this out my former rice job carbs. i was a uh, I, my former job I was a threat uh, threat assessment analyst and a bodyguard for uh, celebrities stuff like that that's originally how i like you know got into the glen circle um but when i but i was protecting someone and we went to this resort just on the edge of the grand canyon and i won't say who i was protecting because i can't but that's hold on hold on i i i want the listeners to know i have asked jason i have begged him please write a tell-all book (laughs) put it in a safe (laughs) wait until you die and then have them open up the safe and publish it i'm telling you you will have your family will be set (laughs) You got to do it. You write this tell-all book because he has all these secrets that he can never tell us details on, and I want to know. 
I've actually bodyguards and executive protection specialists, even Secret Service, they've gotten a bad rap. They screw themselves for the, everybody else when they actually tell their secrets. You're supposed someone trusts you that you're a confidant. You should never break that oath ever. And I fully Ugh, live by that. Okay, Mr. But, Moral and but integrity. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, so I'm there with this client, and while we're also there, there's a reality show being filmed. It was like off that. Remember that Mexican uh, um, singer Jenny Rivera? Do you remember no. her? No. Wait, what the what the what the heck? Your last name's Gonzalez for crying out loud. Yeah, and why are you listening to Jenny Rivera? Because you white. You're not supposed to listen to my people's music. Girl, you're whiter than I am. Shut up. Um so anyway, so it's just, she was she was this uh this Mexican uh singer TV star, but she but her family had this uh, reality TV show. It's called like I Love Jenny or something like that. Okay. And so they all went there and you know they're all using the same format. They all it's all done by the same producers in right, Hollywood. Right. So they show up when we show up. And I'm doing my advance, walking around, seeing where everything's at, seeing where the bathrooms are, all that stuff, where we go eat. And um the uh the production crew gets there and they're with the stars of the show. So they're blocking out every single moment of every single day they're going to be there. Like, okay, at noon, the entire family shows up to this thing, and and you, whatever your name is, you pet the donkey and say, wow, this is this is not what I expected, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then you come out. It was all staged. It was all rehearsed. Well, that sounds like a terrible fake. rehearsed show, but the Kardashians. Oh, it was different. It's a. It's actually if they rehearse it, that's fine. I still think it's. I still think it's entertaining. I'm in. Come on, man. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. Um. So my my uh for a show shows to watch. Yeah. Man, we should do this like maybe tomorrow. But I highly recommend while you're sitting there looking for something to binge over this like uh you know Christmas holiday we're about to enter into, uh The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Oh my gosh. What is it about? So it's granted. It's like so. It's like Game of Thrones, um, which you probably haven't even seen that either. I've have seen you? part of it. I've seen a couple seasons, and then I just lost interest and didn't wow. finish. You lost more social credit points. Um, so the Last Kingdom is basically Game of Thrones, but and real historic reference. It's it's about like a Viking like you know prince or whatever that's like in England at the time when England is trying to like unite and No, come I'm already bored. Give me Dude, some rom-com. It is so good. I'm already bored. There's multiple romance stories in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then do they like kill each other? No. Uh, well there is some killing, but the but the lovers don't kill each other. Come on. Uh, you it's so good. Me. Look, it is so good. I highly recommend it. Watch it. You what can else, blame me if you don't you like it. What else you got? Um, Narcos, the final season of Narcos, Narcos I Mexico. I did not see Narcos. I, I saw the first season of Narcos and did I finish the second? I think I finished the second season of Narcos. All right, so check it. So everyone, like the first couple seasons are all about Pablo Escobar and the Columbia. Yeah. This one's about Mexico and it's all based off of like historical reference. So if you, you will be floored about how corrupt the Mexican government is. The only reason these cartels are even able to exist is because the Mexican government is in bed with them. It's in sun. Like the 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 attorney general of uh, Mexico was in bed with the biggest cartel guy back in the what was it like the eighties or whatever. They would send actual like federally like troops to aid them. It's that's how bad it is. Wow. You will be absolutely just I don't know, just shocked to see how bad and how how deep the the uh, corruption runs in Mexico. I need <clears throat> I need some uh listener some listener feedback. I need some recommendations that aren't these boring ones that Jason is giving me. Oh my me. gosh, it's so and good. I can't it's even think of what I've what I've watched lately. Steven, can you get in my ear and tell me what we've even watched lately? I don't even remember. Uh but I just I can't handle the hardcore bunch of different storylines that I have to keep up with at the end of my day. I get home I get my son taken care of. 
you know, I obviously we don't I don't like watch any of this stuff with him. So I've got to wait until he gets to bed. You're at that and hard then, age. Yes. And then by the time that I, I'm finally getting him to bed yeah. and I can finally sit down on my couch, which oftentimes, you know, I have to go and I finally change from work after I put him to bed because I'm just so busy before. So it's like 745, eight o'clock. I'm so tired and I finally sit down and I'm just like the last thing I want to do is concentrate on anything right now. Yeah. Just give me something that's quick and funny. I started rewatching Parks and Rec. That was something mm, that I that's okay. Oh yeah, my gosh, I love Parks and you Rec. You got a few points back, okay? Okay. Well, how many points did I did I lose? You, for Game of Thrones you lost a lot, girl. Really? I don't know if you can I don't know if you can make it back from that. Also the office. Oh, that's too easy. Come on. Also, I'm I'm just trying to think. <laughs> You're just picking like the things now. Uh, the things that everyone loves that yeah. I, there's the, uh, that you know I'm going to love too. Yeah, but speaking of uh, TV shows and watching things, it is that time of year. Have you watched Die Hard yet? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Well, you. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, obviously, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so, I just haven't. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to to watch any movies really at all. I quite honestly don't understand the people who have the nerve. To say that it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, they're, I don't know. Yeah. Hello. You're wrong. It takes place at an office Christmas party. Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? Yeah. The first one. I don't remember it well enough to say. Doesn't it start with Jingle Bell Rock? Then it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas. (laughs) If it has Christmas music in the movie, it is a Christmas movie. Is it taking place during the Christmas season? Okay. Check. Okay. Does it have Christmas music? Check. Okay, so power rank your top three Christmas movies. Ready? Uh, we don't have a board, so number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. That's putting me on the spot. Uh, I think that, okay, can I work my way down instead of up? So you're going one. Uh-huh. So this is your favorite. Die Hard's my favorite. Okay. I'm waiting for you to number add some points two. back. When I'm waiting for you to add some points back. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, gosh, number two would be Elf. Okay, good, good. I love Elf. Number three... Good. You don't say the obvious. I'm be pissed. You're gonna lose points. Oh, what? Really? I'm scared now. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I only want to say my top two. I'm scared. No googling. What are you what doing? Am I, what am I losing? You were just about to Google. I'm. I'm still gonna Google. I'm still gonna Google. Uh, top Christmas. What movies? am I? Mo- what am I missing? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. That would have been be. what I would would have said. It would have been. No, it wouldn't have been. Oh, but really? Let me, well, let me tell you why, Jason. Because. You are, you know, regretfully a little bit older than I am. Oh, heck no. And because of this age divide, I didn't really grow up being in that. Heck no. So I'm sorry, but oh I just. Oh, what about love actually? Oh, pardon no, me while I get sick. What? No. That's like the, it's a chick flick. Have you seen? Is that even a Christmas movie? I said I like rom-coms, okay? No, it is a Christmas movie. If Oh my gosh, you're going to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, movie, but Love Actually is not? Yeah, because Die Hard's not a chick flick. That's the criteria for a Christmas movie? <laughs> yes. Not a I'm just going to go with that. Chris nodded yes, too. No. He's all on board please, with that. Please, please, whatever. Have you seen the, uh, the latest <laughs> Grinch movie? Uh, no. The animated one? How, I mean, how many remakes of one movie can you do? I it's don't know. It's really cute, though. Oh, really? Yeah. You sound like it? It, yeah, he loved it. He loved it. And it, it was hard for me to explain to him um, that, you know, we went and saw it at the movie theater and then came home and he was like, well, can you put it up on the TV? And I said, I, honey, I can't do that. It's still it's only in the theaters. He's like, no, go to Netflix. 
And I'm just like, sweetheart, that's not how it works. And I'd having to explain to a six year old that, you know, you, the difference between the movie theaters and Netflix. I'm just like, this is so first, I'll tell you what, first I'll, world problems. I'll give you my dark net uh, insider information. I'll show you how you can do that bad oh, boy. Oh my son, I love you forever. <laughs> Jason is such a nerd. The biggest nerd. Yeah, right. Uh, That was a sick one-liner. Everyone missed. I mean... Never mind. <laughs> oh, you don't want to say it on air, Jason? Why not? Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone you're sick burn? I don't want to slam you in front of all of America here, because I'm sure we have gazillion oh, says listeners the, right Says now. the man who just commented on my expression lines yesterday. <laughs> oh, you brought that back. Uh-huh. And you knew that wasn't you what I was You know women saying. never forget. You know women never forget. That's <laughs> like friggin' elephants over here. Come Be- on. Before we get into uh, Jason. Meaning the memory. Nothing else. Before that gets taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll remember that. Before Jason, Jason really wants to rant again. Oh, God. Here we go. Here guess, we go. But, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But I just want to say I just saw this pop through and it's so crazy that I have to bring it up. You know, we talked about the Miss Universe contestant the, the who was transgender. Oh, the hot chick. I, I mean, mean, it's not a dude. It, like, I guess I would be more OK <laughs> with you calling I'm loving Shim how uncomfortable a, you are calling Jim <laughs> a, a chick because he has, in fact, had the surgery. So I might give you that. Oh, he did? I, I believe so. Okay. Oh. Um, watch it. There's a mic there. Thank Jason, you. That you don't, wanna, <laughs> don't poke your eye out. But I, don't, I, I still don't give it to him because he's still got the same, the chromosomes. Right. Exactly. So. Which, which is what I would say. You mutilated but, yourself and then change your chromosomes. Yes. So they, uh, there was this. I'll tweet it out. I'll retweet it so you guys can see it. But they were asking her questions and she said, having a vagina does not make me a woman because my identity is here. And she pointed to her, her brain, not down there. Um, yeah, that's why it's called a, a mental disorder and you should get help from it because your I like your gender is not supposed to be up here. It's supposed to be your chromosomes. It's I ju- not a state of mind. I, I cannot believe <clears throat> the world we are living in right now. I know. Okay, Jason. <laughs> All right. Jason has requested to uh, to vent about what's going on with the VA. And um, how can you say no? You're, far- right. you're, you're You are former military. So Thank you. you're, the, you're the best one to do this. Here we go. All right. So this is go to the blaze.com right now. You might All you guys might have already seen this story because I think it, it's been coming out since this morning. But uh, I saw it on TheBlaze.com. It's one of their top stories. Um, the, the headline is, Veterans Affairs Dropped the Ball Severely, surprise, surprise, on Suicide Prevention Outreach, report shows. Um, so apparently, the VA had $6.2 million set aside for suicide prevention. And that is really, really important because it's just come out that, what was it, is, uh, there's, a, there's an organization that I think Mercury One has even uh, reached out to or, or has partnered with called 22 Kill. And mm-hmm. they you know, brought to light that 22 veterans, on average, kill each other every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, 22 veterans. Which is just, it's, it's unbelievable that that statistic exists and no one Insane. talks about it. No one is talking about it. That is catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And we've just gone through a, you know, how long now has it been? It's It's been... Almost two decades of nonstop war, 
almost two decades. And I've been there. Like people respond differently to combat situations. Didn't really, it didn't really mess with me too much. But I, I knew a lot of people that it was just hard for them to process. Everyone's body is different. It was hard for them to process. So when they got out, a lot of people, there's, there's a couple different things. I really want everyone to understand this because I'm really, really passionate on this. There's some people that constantly their mind kind of stays in that trauma. So it's very hard for them. Like some, some people have been known to get in the car. They drive off. They blank out because something, you know, it's usually sensory, something they smell, something they hear, mm-hmm. something they see will put them back in that, you know, mindset, in that scenario that they were at where they saw this trauma and they'll black out and they'll just be gone. Um, there's other there's there's other people that uh, what's that Jeremy Renner movie where he's like a bomb tech. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, what was that movie? I thought we've already established that I don't I don't watch your movies. This is a good movie. You totally need to see this. Anyway, it's all about he's he's like a he's like a I'll come up with it later. Yeah, Google that bad yeah, boy. I am. Um, Jeremy Renner. So he, it's a the it, Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. Thank you. Watch that. Uh, oh, I have seen that actually. So it really did show yeah. about you know how worthless people get or feel veterans feel when they leave combat right when they leave their the, you know their comrades behind when they have to go to like a absolutely job absolutely understandable and and you'll you'll it's a strange feeling because you, you'll never probably never be in a position like that again where so much responsibility is on your shoulders you're in charge of doing great things you're in the middle of history defining moments yeah when you leave that you just feel worthless you feel worthless so the depression comes from two different things that's why veterans are killing themselves mm-hmm. uh at staggering numbers. They don't know how to deal with this. And this is the worst time ever for, for a report like this to come out. $6.2 million was allocated for suicide prevention media outreach efforts during the fiscal year. But listen to this. But the VA, in their infinite wisdom, only used $57,000 mm. of that amount. In, I mean, name, name another department in government that only spent, you know what I mean? They like overspend. They all spend all of our money all the time Thank on you, ridiculous That's a great point. things. That's a great point. And this only gets $57,000. Right? I, this, in what world this is staggering. does that happen? This is staggering. You, we're, in, we're in both TV and radio. $57,000 covers what? A couple ads? Yeah. That's a couple? Dr- that is a drop in the bucket. That's insane. And this is just the latest of a, a, a laundry list of things that the VA is, keeps screwing up. It doesn't matter who is... Man, I told you we're going Rantville here, and it's, it's coming. Um, there is a laundry list. I got to quit saying that. There's a long line of presidents and administrations that have promised to do something about the VA. Uh, Obama, you know, President Obama, you know, said he was going to do something about it. President Bush was great with veterans, but the VA still sucked. Um, uh, President Trump likewise said that he was going to make that one of his top priorities. Well, I'm sorry, it's not. If this is happening during this fiscal year, it, it's we're not seeing any change. And I know that that some people might have weird feelings about what I'm about to say, especially veterans, because I know there's many veterans groups have said this shouldn't happen. But I'm sorry, the VA needs to be privatized. Yeah, the government has a responsibility to give money towards a privatized VA. They have to donate because if you if you ask, you know, the lives of your men and women in uniform, you deserve to repay them in some way. Mm-hmm. But the VA, Veterans Affairs, their health, their mental health um, is too uh, big of a responsibility to leave up to a government administration because they screw it up every freaking time, whether it's veterans, whether it's housing, whether it's pick 
whatever. They screw it up every single time. And I, we cannot allow them to be in charge of this anymore. It's too important. Which it's too is, vital. Which is so interesting to me that while this is going on, we have this surge of people who think that we should put the government in charge of everyone's health care. You know, I mean, because when, when you're talking about the VA, let's talk about all of the different. OK, wow. My my computer just blocked the blaze. Like it literally just said that it blocked the blaze from because it's a security threat. Um, But you think about the sheer number of people who are like, yeah, if we only put the government in charge of everyone's health care, of everyone's medical care, of things like that, like what you're talking about, then it would be better. Are you not seeing how they're treating the people who are already on government-run healthcare? Yeah. They're they're treating them like garbage. They don't even they don't care enough to spend more than fifty seven thousand dollars on something as serious as veteran suicide. You're absolutely correct. The VA is the perfect example of what you'll see with a socialized healthcare system. And when I was in the military, I didn't even want to go if I got sick or I needed some kind of uh, needed needed some kind of medical care. I did not want to go to a, a military hospital. Everybody in the military would tell you the same thing. If you want it done right, you don't go yeah. to a military hospital because there's horror stories yeah. of how they've screwed certain things up. Basic care. There's horror stories of how they screwed that up. You want that for the entire country? Right. They, they can't even take care of the small subset of people who are veterans. Imagine the monstrosity that would happen. To, like epic proportions if we then give them control over the entire population of our country. This is what happens when you eliminate competition from the equation. Mm-hmm. When there's one agency that has full dominion over one thing, they have no incentive to do any better. Mm-hmm. The VA has no incentive to spend more than 57000 you know, uh, on suicide prevention, even though 22 veterans are getting killed uh, every day. Now, if this were to happen to a public, uh, private company, they would, they would say, like, oh, my gosh, 22 uh, veterans getting killed a day. I'm bumping the $6.2 million up to $20 million Exactly. Because this is insane. Exactly. And if they didn't do it, there would be another company waiting in the wings to pick it up for them to say, look, there is a need here. I am going to provide it. So my question right now is to all those uh, entrepreneurs out there, like you, Elon Musk, because I know you listen to this, uh, yeah, this uh, every very day. Avid, avid very avid listener Very avid listener. the Steve Day Show very. and Blaze TV. Yes. Um, Elon, Hello again, Elon. Elon nice Musk, you, you can solve all these problems. You're Right now you're trying to solve the traffic problem for Los Angeles, for crying out loud. And if you can solve that by building tunnels and slingshotting cars under the ground, which no kidding, that's another story that came out today that he's trying to do. If you can do that, if you can think of that, if you can if you can privatize uh, space flight and then do it all on SpaceX, if you can build these crazy like you know uh, fully electric cars that are freaking awesome, I think you can solve this problem. Yeah. And even if not you, Elon, then somebody else out there that is a entrepreneur that's got a great idea. Look, step forward. Put the money down, get a, a group of people that want to c- contribute to this, and set up a parallel organization that eventually they'll just hand the VA, the government will hand over to you. Just do it. That's America. We have to take it on our on our on our own. We cannot leave this up to uh, to the government. Like I said, this is too too uh, vital of a, of an issue to leave to the government. It's it's got to stop. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> before we Done. move on, before we move on, I would just like to say I could not. I could, I was having issues. I could not hear in my ear when I was asking the question. What what TV shows have I have I watched lately because I can't keep up with my own stuff apparently and I was reminded I will have you know and I will wait for you to give me some points back on my credit score <laughs> well we'll see that, if these are any good or not okay Ozark I'm caught up on okay. Ozark yeah you got some off that which Ozark's the bomb it is but ugh, the bomb it is <laughs> but 
the it was end of season two. Twenty one. Do I have to pick one? <laughs> yes. But uh, the end of season two, I was not impressed with. Really? Yeah, I was just kind of. I mean, the end of season one, and I won't give any spoilers for anyone. But the end of season one left me, you know, on the edge of my seat, just like. <gasps> Oh my gosh, when do we get to see another season? And then the end of season two I was a little bit more wrapped up. There wasn't really a cliffhanger. There wasn't anything super exciting to worry about yeah. <laughs> while you're waiting for the next season. And so I just, you know, I'm eh, it was fine. I caught a little bit of I a... I love s- Jason Bateman, though. Oh, I love Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, so, he's dope. He, uh, um, I caught a little bit of social justice vibe in Ozark, too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought there was a concerted effort to not make Jason Bateman the main guy, yes. the main character yes. anymore. Yes, which he was obviously in the first season. Yes, I agree. Although I'm okay. I mean, you should be okay with it because the the female that they brought to the forefront, I think, is incredible. I think it's an yeah. incredible character and an incredible. She does an incredible job. So I've got. A, I, I don't have an issue when it's like very believable. You know what I mean? Like you're like, wow, she's you know a bad a chick. You yeah. know, and like it's very. But when it's when it's forced. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't believe that this person's flipping through the air and you know right. wiping out an entire country in one right. kick. Like you're you're like if it's forced on you, you you kind you very it's so obvious that you know that they're they're pursuing an agenda or something like that. I just wish that you wouldn't be such a hater and or a, a, a misogynist. misogynist. Yeah. I just I just wish that for you, Jason. Uh, <laughs> and also House on Haunted Hill, I think it was called. It was a series and I watched it in uh, oh, throughout Halloween. Well, was that the series? Yes. There the, was a movie. Or like Hill House or whatever. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House. Haunting whatever Hill that House. was called. Yes. That was on what, Netflix? Yep. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. So uh, I'm waiting. You oh, want to boost my points. Broke neck lady. Broke neck lady. Oh. That, remember that? that? That was crazy. So creepy. Yeah, that's worth it. That's worth it. Um, <clears throat> now that I've earned my points back, Jason, may I present to you a uh, there is a map of the drunkest states in America during the December oh, holidays. Oh shoot! All right. Now, upon, Texas. Upon first Represent, seeing baby. this, I'm like. We have the time to compile a map of the drunkest <laughs> states in America, not just in general, but during the December holidays. I find completely intriguing. Priorities. Yes. But uh, there is a company called BAC Track. They make a bunch of breathalyzers. And so they anonymously aggregated about 300,000 test results to see how America drinks. And they only looked at December, of course. So if you were to guess... Who would you say um, was in? Who would you say the 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 highest average averages were? Let's give me the top like five. Okay, um, I'm gonna say. Well, gosh, where were that? I'm gonna say. You would think like I'm going most, Texas number one. Really? No, I would say I, I would think. So if I'm being serious, yeah. I'm thinking like economically depressed areas. So I might say like a place like, I don't know, like West Virginia, somewhere in West Virginia. Okay. Um, I might say. Uh, West Virginia is not on there. Really? Mm-mm. Try again. Wow. So that, maybe that has no bearing. Uh, what about somewhere like New, uh, what about New Jersey? Uh, I've seen New Jersey people party pretty hardcore. Jersey Shore? No. Is it? Is <laughs> no. New Jersey's not, not on there, there either. No. no. Oh my gosh. Well, where is Texas? Texas is not in the top five. 
Um, but let me, well, let me give you really quickly the top five because this is, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a method to this and I can't. Iowa is in first place. Iowa. With an average, listen to this, with the, an average uh, percentage of blood alcohol, 0. 0.122. Wow. Iowa knows how to party. <laughs> I want to go to Iowa. Well, what else is there to do? I know. And that's where I was like, okay, they're on a bunch of farms. There's nothing else to do. Okay, it's December and it's super cold and they're like, let's just drink. South Dakota. Where's South Dakota? Not Give on there. South Dakota. Not on there. Really? No. So I, there is no method to this I know because listen to the other ones. Uh, next, we have Arkansas coming in at 0.113%. All right. Like, yeah, I can see South. Anywhere in the South, I, I can't really argue with. Alabama, much. 0.112. Roll Tide. Yeah, okay. You can understand that. Maine, 0.107. Um, How is Maine in there? Not much to do in Maine, too. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Maine's known for. And it gets for. cold, I guess. I mean, it's a pretty, I don't you know. You can't leave the house, so you just booze it up. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm it seems that. like an okay plan. I'm just saying. I'm di- <laughs> it's a pretty solid plan. Uh, and then Tennessee at point one oh six. Okay, so the South is boozing it. Like the Southeast is boozing it. Southeast knows how to party. Now, the five states with the lowest. Oh, wait, can I, let me guess. Yeah. Utah, number one. No. Really? Shockingly, but that was a great guess. Huh. Yeah. Uh. Huh. Do you have any more guesses? That was the only obvious one I could think of, and that's not even on there. So that's no. I, it's bizarre. Delaware. Okay. So, so listeners, so these are the places, these are the states to avoid. Yeah, you're not going to have fun a in these bunch states. Of, a bunch of prudes <laughs> over here who don't don't care to have fun, especially when it's the holidays. Because, I mean, you're thinking like... You got to go around a bunch of family members that you don't maybe necessarily like to see, which is why you only see them once a year. And I mean, you need a little help sometimes, right? Yeah. Just have a glass of wine. Totally understandable. Get you a yeah. little bit settled. Spike um, that eggnog. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just really what you're, you're doing it so everyone has a good time. Really. So you're doing it for the family. Right. Quite honestly. It's not for you. No. It's for them. It's a no. It's a very selfless thing that you do for your family. Uh, I thought about drinking for you today, actually, on this show. But it was all just for you. That was that would have been really nice. You know, I'll do that for tomorrow. And we'll just go back and forth. (laughs) And you'll do that for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love the selfless act. We love each other so much. (laughs) Uh, So Delaware, Mississippi, New Hampshire. Wait, Wyoming, Mississippi, Mississippi. That kind of blows our southeast. Uh, I know. Theory out. Wow, this is there really is no method to this. Madness. I know. And New Mexico, huh? Now I wouldn't figure New Mexico either because there's not much to do in New Mexico. I wouldn't think it's. Like, I get in Wyoming. So what about the theory that uh, you know in Iowa there's nothing else to do, so they're drinking. Well, in Wyoming, I don't think there's anything to do either, and they're not drinking there. Are there is this just state by state or are there cities on this as well? Because I, I find it very hard to believe that Louisiana is not on there. There are cities uh, like New on Orleans. This drunkenness scale. New, New Orleans. Orleans is one of the top ones. Okay, it's uh, Waltham, Massachusetts, Jersey City, New Jersey. Oh, Jersey, 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 C- Jersey City. But the rest of New Jersey apparently is not drinking. Okay, um, Champlin, Minnesota, and New Orleans. No are, Austin. Are the, no Austin, Texas, on there. Huh? No. Wow. No San Marcos, which is surprising. That's where I went to school. And um, they get I'm down. Just saying, they get down. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's um, a miracle that anyone graduates from that school, other than me, of course, because I was just sitting in my room studying.
on that. Yeah, right. You were totally on not, that river. I did not partake on. You didn't know your river? Uh, I. It, unless you find pictures to prove it, <laughs> I'm going with no. <laughs> This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.